welcome to the Understanding Project Management Discussions podcast. This is Dave Barrett. My guest today is Anthony Skinner. Anthony's background includes IT and software development as a line manager, program manager, and independent consultant, as well as being an associate professor of project management. Our discussion will be focused on all things related to the management of people on a project, including the use of power and influence by the project manager. Please welcome Anthony Skinner. Hi, Anthony. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on to the uh, uh, to this morning. It's good to see you. You're welcome. It's good Great. to be here. All right. Well, today we are going to talk about people, about the management of people uh, during a project, and particularly during the executing phase, but not exclusively, you know, throughout the project. And just to kick things off, I, I just want to relate back to my own experiences that at, at some point in my career, I was few years out of out of uh, out of school where there was a point where I wasn't looking after just myself I suddenly had these other people that I needed to manage I had to worry about other people which was which was interesting uh, and and challenging and and I remember at the time there's it's almost like you go through an identity crisis where you say what kind of a manager am I going to be am I going to be the you know the supportive football coach from the you know movies am i am i going to be robin williams and goodwill hunt uh, i'm not sorry um uh, dead poet society uh or am i going to be that you know sort of stern sort of leader who's you know on top of every detail and barking out orders from from on who am i so what advice would you have you know just to sort of kick things off what advice would you have for for you know people who are about to become you know, managers of people, project managers, or managers in general. Yeah, I think um, for me, I had a I had a very lucky um, start to my career. I had a mentor. You know, I was on a program where basically uh, we had a couple of years of graduate training um, to working towards chartered engineer, the equivalent of P Engine Ontario, and so I had a mentor. And I would always say to people, even if you don't have a formal mentor put in place, find yourself some, find yourself somebody who's really experienced, who's not in your direct management line, you know, who can, you, you can bounce ideas off, you can talk to about, you know, the situations that you're facing and, and how they might approach them. I mean, you're, you're going to be your own person, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to, to speak to people who've got more experience. Okay, and I think this is the biggest challenge for a lot of new grads or new people working in, in, in the industry is that they don't actually think that there are, you know, people out there who can offer them good advice. They want to do everything themselves, make the same mistakes. So get a mentor. That would definitely be what I would recommend. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, that, that is so important. And, and when you said that, I, I think back to, again, my career, you know, I was early into being a manager and I was struggling with, you know, I was, I was out at odds with, with, you know, other, you know, people working for me or with me. And I remember saying to him, his, his name was Martin. And um, I remember saying, Martin, you know, how do you, how do you resolve what, when there's right and wrong in a, in a situation, like in, in the man, like in the, in the workplace, like we have this, these issues and it's right and wrong. And he said, Dave, it's not so much right and wrong. It's what's helpful. Yeah. And, and that always stuck with me. And so it's just an example, but it was an example of, he was probably around the age I am now, 
you know, and he had gone through a million, you know, a million types of situations and so on. And he was offering that, you know, advice to the, to the young manager who was trying, he was, who was being very, very, very particular and focused on things. Like I made a lot of mistakes as a, as a young man, you know, I, I learned through experience, but he was trying to, to provide that sort of advice. So I, so I absolutely agree. And I think there's two types of, um, there's, there's two types of individuals. There's, there's those who uh, kind of reach the management position um, by just length of term um, or are asked to take on that role because perhaps they're the, the most expert in their particular field. And there's those who actually aim to become managers who, who want to do it, you know, because they feel they want to be, you know, more of that kind of people person and, and lead by example. And, and you can see a difference. Uh, and these, these people tend to be in positions for a long time. And you see a difference in the way that they behave, the way they interact with their staff, the way they interact with others, depending on how they got into that position in the first place. And so you've got to want, you've got to want to to work with people you've got to want to you know um you know help others or you know help develop others i think that's one of the key things and and, and that's true as a as much as a project manager as it is as a line manager right you have to want to do it if you don't want to do it it shows in a way that you manage right and one of the things i always learned right from the very beginning was that 360 degree feedback is really important you know if you're going to sit down with with um, the people that uh, are working for you um, working with you, you know, you're not just telling them how you think they're performing. You're saying, how do you think I'm performing? Am I a good manager? Am I a poor manager? Are there things that, that irk you about me? Are there things that, you know, I could be doing better, you know, and have that conversation. And it also makes your staff respect you more. Right. Right. So when we go back to this referential power, I don't think that just having legitimate power, having, you know, that, that formal position in the company is enough. Right. right. You've also got to have people working for you who want to work for you. They 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 respect you. And I think that's really important as well. Yeah, no, I I, I agree completely. And just, you know, three just to define 360 degree feedback, that's sort of the, the concept of you're getting, you know, feedback and even there's performance appraisals that are based on 360 degrees, people that work for you, people that you work for, and even your peers getting feedback from, from all angles. And so yeah. absolutely agreed. And, and uh, um, you know, um, when you, when, when you open up like that as a manager, that, 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 you know, uh, yeah. Seems, seems to improve the relationship. It's no longer sort of you on high, sitting higher in your chair than them. And, you know, they're, they're sitting in a lower chair, sort of that traditional thing. You're, you're, you're talking more as, as, as people to each other. So that's, that's, that's key. So doesn't you, mean that you don't have to have rules though, Dave, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the key thing is, I think, yes, you want people to, to treat you as another member of the team, you know, yeah. not as the boss, unless you know, it comes to where the serious decisions have got to be made. Right. Um, you know, I always called myself as a manager, I was a democratic dictator. And the way I defined that was that, you know, we all had an input, we all had to put forward our ideas, you know, everybody was welcome to, to say whatever they want. But once the decision was made, once I made the decision, we all had to go in that direction. And I right. think that's important, you know, everybody has, it's teamwork, everybody's got you know, a, a lot of opinions, some are right, some are wrong. But ultimately, once you decide on a path forward, everybody has to fall into line. And that, right. that's also very important. Right. 
I, I agree with that. I was, I was going to ask the question of, of uh, so which type of, of, of management style do you subscribe to, which you, 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 you answered the, the democratic uh, dictator. I, 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 I've also had the same philosophy. I, I, I refer to mine as the benevolent dictator, but it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah. The, the same thing of, of we're a team and I don't, I don't want to be a dick that, that dick, that, 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 um, uh, casting the, 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 the final vote is something that hopefully I, I, you don't have to use, you know, hopefully yeah. the team is able to work and I'm, I'm able to, to, you know, we'll, we'll be working and, 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 and developing decisions and I'm more just guiding and supporting it. I very rarely need to cast that final vote, but it's there if needed, you know, that's, to me, that's a good model. Yeah, my first manager once said to me, your responsibility is to make yourself redundant. That's the only way you're going to get promoted. Right. Because if, if you're the person that, uh, you know, everybody else has to come to, the senior management have to come to you, you know, to find out what's going on or whatever, and, and you know, they don't feel they can talk to the team or the team won't talk to them, then you're going to be stuck in that position. Right. Right. Um, and right. The, people, the, the people that are in your team don't develop unless they have the right to make decisions. Right. right. This is all organizational behavior stuff, right? I mean, any of the students that have taken that, you know, this is all organizational behavior. You know, a, a good team works best, you know, when, you know, there is no, um, there, there is no um, kind of, I don't want to say there is no leader, but, you know, there is nobody who, who is always driving the team. You know, the team has to drive itself. And I think that's, that's something which I found interesting. Well, I, I, I think it would be a really good thing. And, you know, if, if, if the objective would be objective would be almost that, you know, if you were the, the, the leader of the team, the manager of the team and so on, if somebody was observing you interacting with your team on an ongoing basis, they wouldn't necessarily know that you're the manager, that you wouldn't always be at the front of the room. You wouldn't always be the one writing things down on the whiteboard that you would allow others a little bit of space. Yeah. Uh, to, to develop that that sort of teamwork but how do you get there so I you know this is like a I think a good vision to get to but as a you know oftentimes new project managers or or just managers in general who are who are starting to go into that field or they get that responsibility they don't know how they they, they feel like they need to make decisions they 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 you know, and, and sometimes they'll, they'll overshoot a little bit and they'll, they'll become not, not the benevolent or democratic dictator. They'll become the dictator Yeah. <laughs> and turn the tea off. Like what, what, what would, how do you, how do you, uh, cause they, they feel like, Hey, I'm the manager. I should be making decisions. Right. That's, that's sometimes that's the interpretation. I think it, you, you've got to develop, you've got to develop all those soft skills first, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to be somebody who is, is capable of good communication of, uh, you know, you've got to develop those influence skills, those persuasion skills, you know, or your negotiation skills. Um, uh, but you've also got to be humble and, and demonstrate that you've got a lot to learn, especially an UPM or even somebody who's an experienced person, but going into a new environment, as many of us have been throughout our careers, you've, you've got to go in there sort of saying, okay, look, I, I don't know everything. You know, I rely on people who are more expert in, in different groups, especially, you know, PMs, Although, you know, we, we, we say that, you know, they have to have a level of expertise. Their level of expertise has to be very wide. You know, if, if, if I was um, doing one of my early roles as a software project manager, I don't know everything there is to know about software. Maybe I've done some development work. Maybe I've done some test work. But there are other people in the team who are, who are the experts in those areas. 
and I have to let them guide me and, and help me understand how things are working. You know, I don't go there as a project manager and say, okay, well, you're not doing the right thing. You know, this is, this is, um, this is not what we agreed. It's, it's a case of, okay, this isn't going the direction we thought it was going to go. So can you help me understand why that is? You know, what is it? Well, you know, when we first did our, um, our, our scope, we, we kind of uh, forgot a couple of things. And so now we need to do this. Okay. Now I understand what you're doing. Thank you for that. You know, and, and so you're, you're always, you know, learning from other people, but using the soft skills to do it. If you walk into a room and say, I don't know anything, they're going to go, well, you're a waste of time. Right. But if you go in there saying, you know, I, I, you know, I have my area of expertise, you guys have your area of expertise. So why don't you help educate me? And then I can smooth the path for what's needed to make us successful as a team. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. It, it, no, it does. It, it, or it, it's a, there's, there's a lot of answers to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an endless uh, question or answer to that question. Um, yeah, I think that's something that that new managers struggle with. They they often, and maybe I did too, think I need to be the best at whatever the skill is or whatever the, you know, I need to be the super programmer or the super, you know, um, marketing person. So the manager has to be better, you know, uh, higher skilled in, in the subject matter than the team. And, and, and that's not always, or that's not, necessarily rarely true and, and, and can even be negative. For example, I, I often use sports analogies for, you know, the, the coach of the team is like the, is like the project manager. And, you know, I think we can think about the coach of hockey teams or baseball teams or whatever your sport that you want to think about. They, they aren't necessarily, they probably have players that are playing that are, they're vastly superior to their skills that, that, that they ever had. In fact, there's sort of um, studies or, or at least anecdotal evidence that really good players don't make the best coaches <laughs> because they just do it naturally. They don't even know how to describe <laughs> what, what it's like because their, their talent is intuitive, you know. It's a different skill set, right? It, yeah, it, 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 and that that's the thing that you've got to get across to the team as well right you know my my skill set as a project manager or as a as a line manager you know it may have come from being an expert in a certain area before but now i'm in this position my skill set has changed and therefore i'm not expecting to be the guy that can solve all of the problems all i can do is to give you the tools for you to solve the problems because you are the experts here Right. But on the other hand, if there's something that, that needs to be resolved between two teams who are banging heads to each other, then I'll demonstrate to you, you know, that my skill set is to be able to resolve those conflicts and, 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 you know, help people to work better together. So we get better solutions. It yeah. always frustrated me that, you know, you could walk into one room at, well, this is the beginning of my career it used to frustrate me at the end. It just made me smile, but, you know, you used to be able to walk into a room, say Harbor engineers, and they would say, Oh, those software people, they just, just, just don't understand. They're not giving us what we need. You know, we asked for this and we, we've, we haven't got it yet. And you walk into the, um, the software team and the software team says, oh, those hardware people, they just don't get it. You know, we have to do it this way first before we can provide them with what they've been asking for. And, <laughs> and you kind of go, okay, so we've got two different groups of people here who obviously aren't really understanding each other's needs. So, you know, I shall demonstrate what I can do here. I'll bring you together and say, okay, so let's understand each other. And then, you know, you walk away from that conversation where you've left these, these, these two groups working together or even just two people. And then they come back to you late and you say, you know, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for resolving that situation between us because that's really helped us to work better together. 
and kind of go, well, yeah, okay, that's just basic ma management right. skills that you guys will eventually learn, <laughs> right. you know? Or they're ones that that you just naturally that was that was a that was a, a key skill that that you had and 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 it developed. Um, yeah, if I think back to my again to my own career, you know, I was I, I started as a in in systems development. I was a a, a developer at that kind that time. We called ourselves programmers, um, and I was you know pretty good, but you know I would say middling. You know, probably middle of the pack in terms of of skill as a programmer, but I had better skills as a communicator, as a you know, as uh, my people skills were good, I had a sort of a more of a knack of interfacing between systems and the the business organization, you know, the users as we used to, you know, in, in systems yeah. terminology, but the business people. So that was where my skill set lay. And so that then, you know, translated well into a project management role and, and, and so on. Um, one of the things that you 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 touched on, I think, earlier around influence and persuasion, and and that's something that I've, I've, you know, when teaching the subject, you know, the, this this topic comes up, the the concept of power and influence and influencing skills and persuasion and the you know the the sister or the cousin uh, uh, topic of communication. You can, it's, you when it's hard to talk about influence without talking about communication. But I, I try to impress upon uh, the class of how important that is in, in, in real life projects is, is as a project manager, you rarely have uh, what we call legitimate power of you're, you're not the boss of the organization, you know, and, but you got to get things done. And the yep. only way you can do it is through your, your, your personality or your power of persuasion, your negotiating skills, and so on. That's what's going to get you there, not the ability for you to say, you have to do this. That's what I said. You know, it's all those soft skills that you have to learn. And you have to learn those, you know, very early in, in your career, right? I mean, even, you know, my career started off as a hardware engineer. I developed our, um, you know, synthesizers, our synthesizers. And then, and then I kind of moved into software because in the company we were working in, we did, you know, it was the first time 8-bit microprocessors were being used in our, I was designing military radios. Um, and then I started finding all of the gaps of things that we, that we needed that we weren't doing. Right. And so you had to sort of go to the, to the boss and, and explain to them and, and say to them, look, you know, we could be far um, better in this uh, developing this product. If we had these facilities, you know, maybe we're looking for a system, a system simulator. Maybe we need a, you know, a faster, um, uh, a set of computers maybe we need some of these big system design things um you know we need to help the manufacturing people out by perhaps we're we're going to design into our into our uh, software the ability for the for the the actual board to communicate with with the um the manufacturing system you know and and i found all these little gaps and so you know i was developing this reputation as somebody who was identifying a problem that nobody else realized that we had and, and offering a, a way out of that problem or finding a solution for it. And so you, you then start to build this reputation of, um, of, of being able to, you know, get things for the project, for the projects that uh, other people have been sort of, you know, trying to justify for week after week after week with the management. And you're just going in there and kind of influencing them. Right. And then you realize afterwards that that's what you're doing. You're, you're, you're using 
you know, whatever knowledge you have, whatever um, persuasive skills that you've developed, um, you know, you're using a justification, um, you know, and, and you're doing a, a job of communicating well with the management that they kind of, they start to take your word for it. You get to the point where you can walk into a room and just say, folks, we've got this challenge. This is what we need to solve it. And they go, fine. You don't have to, you don't have to justify. Yes. Right. And, and once you've, once you've built up that kind of um, skill, you've, you've definitely got that, what we call, you know, referential power that people kind of, you know, say, Hey, this is, this is great. You know, we know when, when Anthony comes and talks to us, um, that he's, he's telling us exactly what it is that we need and we're going to make sure that it happens. Yep. And you kind of go, okay, so I've managed to, I've managed to influence, influence you and persuade you to do things the way that I think they need to be done. And it's, it's the same with working with any of the teams. You know, when I gave the example of the hardware and software team, you know, it's persuading the two of them that, you know, they, they, they have to listen to each other's views. Okay. And if they still can't make a decision, you're kind of, you're starting to do this. Uh, okay. So what can we do? What can we, how can we negotiate a way out of this solution? Or, you know, perhaps I need to kind of influence you in the direction I think you should be going. Right. And you, yeah. you start pulling all those soft skills together. Yeah. But fundamentally you've got to have people like you, right. You've got to build that referential power because if they don't like you, they don't trust you. And if they don't trust you, you don't, you don't, you can't achieve anything. Oh, it's a fundamental. I, I know it. It's it. It seems odd. Like for for those that have not been involved in 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 business, maybe large organizations, they might say, "What? What do you mean, like you? Like, aren't we a business? And isn't this just transactional?" And but no, we're a bunch of people working together. There's elements of high school that are yeah. that, that personality are personality clashes. Personality yeah. clashes, uh, you know, but whether somebody likes you is going to be important, you know, in terms of, of influencing decisions and, and so on, you're much more likely to be persuaded by somebody you like, because, well, why do you like them? Well, probably because they're, you know, honest, they're, they're, they, they, they know what they're talking about. They haven't um, deceived you before, or they're, they, they've, they've, uh, you know, and so, it's not just the, it's the like, it's what have you had to do to be liked? And, and that, that will cause, and that's that power you're talking about. And um, that the one word I really picked up on and, and what you were saying was, was reputation. Yeah. And that is something that is so important. That is your currency within an organization is your reputation. And it and takes it, time to build. It takes time to build and you can, burn it down very easily like you yep. it's like you're making deposits into the reputation bank every time you do something you know you do a good turn for someone you get a deposit in your bank you know you you're you you you're honest you're 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 friendly etc your 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 reputation is increasing oh if you um you know kind of uh pull a fast one on someone they're going to tell a bunch of people and suddenly your reputation goes down nobody tells you you know, it's not, no. it's not like this isn't a, you know, uh, an episode of Black Mirror where there's a reputation number that, that is on your, you know, that is on your phone, but it is there in people's minds. And, and it takes a long time to recover, as you say. I mean, I is. could give you a classic example. I took over a team um, when I was working for, for BlackBerry who had to work very closely with the factory. They produced the, the, the test harnesses or the test um, software for the, for the radio um, testing. And nobody in the factory liked them. Everybody thought they were a waste of space. If a problem came up, 
you, you know, you'd say, well, why didn't you contact, uh, you know, this team, this calibration team to, uh, to help you out? Because they never want to come to the factory and sort things out. They always say it works for us. It should work for you. And I took over this team and I, and I, I spoke to the, all of the members of the team and heard their perspective and spoke to everybody who were their customers and listened to their perspective. And, you know, I kind of, I made a commitment now because of my own reputation, I made a commitment to the customers, to the factory and everything else like that and said, you know, I will do whatever it takes, you know, to get you to be able to work closely with this team again. And then sat down with the team and said, okay, guys, we're in this situation where our reputation is terrible and we need to work out what it is that we can do to make our customers happy because fundamentally they're our customers. Right. And it, it took a while for both sides, right? I, first of all, I had to kind of be a little bit directive in terms of the expectations I set for my team that would bring them towards meeting the, the needs of their customers. And at the same time, say to the customers, hey, look, we're doing our best right now to turn this around. So how about giving us a break? And, you know, and if, and if you have an issue with somebody, don't immediately assume that that's, that's it. They're still the same way they used to be you know, sort of try and work with me to understand, you know, what it is that we're trying to do. Because you get to a point, if you've got a bad reputation, where it doesn't matter even if you're trying to do your best, the other side thinks you're not trying to do your best. Right. They'll, they'll, right? they'll, they'll be distressful. Yeah. So, so you have to try and build that back again. So reputation, you said trust. Reputation is as much about trust as it is about skill you know, or about knowledge. Yeah. And uh, that you can take a long time to come back from, from that. Yeah, so I, you're right. Never, never have a, never have a bad day where you upset somebody, you know, because, you know, they're likely to remember that, you know, you, we, we have a much longer term memory of negative things than we do of positive things. Absolutely. I, I, you know, things that when, when I've been slighted in the past, I remember that, you know, <laughs> it sticks with me and, 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 and if it happens, you know, just a, you know, word of advice is every once in a while, you might put your foot in your mouth. You might, you know, inadvertently do something. If you do quickly repair it, like, you mm. know, reputational damage, if you can, if you can recover, go and say, look, that, that, that's not how I saw it going down. I, I, you know, that's not what I intended, et cetera. That's something you can do to repair that, that reputation. So, um, but. Um, and it's worthwhile saying, Dave, that with all of these things, it's the, in my personal experience, you know, when you're using things like influence and, and, and reputation, it's it's more important or it's it's very important to make sure that in the upward path, the management path is is where you're focusing a lot of the effort. Because if a VP or senior VP or whatever else, you know, tells his team that he's not happy with the way that you're doing things, then you know, they're going to be listening to their boss rather than necessarily listening to you. They may have may have thought they had a great reputation with you, but if you have a poor reputation with their management, you will find barriers are placed in the way. Yes. So I think it's, you know, you, you've always got to say, okay, I'm not just dealing with the people I'm dealing with day to day. I've got to think about their management, right? Yes. If their management have got anything against me, then I need to repair that sure. quickly because otherwise I'm going to find all these blockades that I wouldn't expect. Absolutely. I, I've, over the years, I've, I've noticed there are people that work well, sort of, you know, with the people, and, and I don't mean an up and down in a, in a, you know, in a, in a, but in a, I don't know, superior sense, but they, they work well with the people below them, their, their team and so on. There's other people that will work well with their peers, but, and there's other people that work well with upward for their management, but 
the the ideal is if you can do all you know like it is that you can both manage up and manage down that's an know? essential skill for a pm essential, essential. skill it's easy it's that again it's almost that 360 it's, it's in a different context but you know you're not just focused on your team and build great relationships but your manager you, you know you have a confrontational relationship that's that's not good either so um but yeah i can't talk enough about the value of of understanding power you you mentioned you know various ways of of creating it and rep which is reputation is is related as well which allows you to influence that's that's what project managers do is that they they need to get things done and just one of the things that it it um it reminds me of is, is oftentimes when I'm working with with student project teams, they're having difficulty. Their team members aren't getting things done, or they're 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 frustrated. And and there's often the idea that you know when I get out in the work world, that'll be different. You know because I can just tell people what to do, and you know they're and and I kind of help coach it a little bit, and and but indicate basically. Mm, a lot of what you're experiencing here, you're going to experience out there. You know, yep. when you're part of the software team working with the hardware team, they don't report to you. They don't, you, you can't make them do anything. You, yeah. you, you can persuade them, you can influence them. They can get to the point where you mentioned the ideal is if you come and they'll, they'll say, yeah, if, if Anthony says it, then yeah, that, I, I agree. He he's he's never steered us wrong before. Like that's where you want to get to, you yeah. know, where people will trust you on your word. You know, they're not going to be saying, "What's he trying to do?" You know, like, "What's <laughs> is he trying to get out of work here? What's going on?" You know, that's that's when things don't work. And and we have to remember the size of the organization as well, because you know you could be in that situation on every project if you're in a massive organization. You know, dealing with a new set of people each time. You know, BlackBerry was like that as it was growing. That. You know, we we every time a program manager or project manager got assigned, it was a different team, um, and and so it's it's you know you're always you you can't always rely on what's gone before. You have to keep every single time every project you have to re-demonstrate, you know those those right. skills. At this point in the discussion, our internet connection was lost. I'd like to thank Anthony for his insights.